from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Football at four. By the way, week zero, college football season. It's cold open. Week negative, negative, (laughs) cold open of college football seasons this weekend. Uh, Pre-credits. Uh, the the syllabus week. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Hey, it's called it syllabus week. Uh, that's funny. Syllabus. Skip syllabus week though, right? I'll be here when it starts. When when do we start learning stuff? Just email me the the supplies list and and I'll be there. Um, it's also what week negative three or something like that for the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's coming, is what I'm saying. It's on the way. I'm going to get ahead of the Bryce Young backlash. I'm go- I'm going to give fair warnings so that way if, if if you do what Chris Sims is doing, I will not feel bad. Uh, I'll use Dennis's term from off air, calling you a stooge. It is not even possible to consider changing your opinion on Bryce Young in a big way already. It, it, it doesn't even make any logical sense. It, there's no way to connect the dots. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk, uh, just as a little bit of background here, going into the draft had Bryce Young as his second highest-rated quarterback behind only C.J. Stroud. Now Chris Sims was on Pro Football Talk talking about how Panthers fans should feel about Bryce Young after two preseason games. Here's a sampling of his thoughts. I'd still sit there and go, I can't believe this is the number one pick, right? And I am a little bit of also, too, times like, you know, 50 drunks at the bar or whatever watching, like, and and, and not that they're always right or whatever, but just, like, my wife's watching. Who's this quarterback? Yeah. This is Bryce Young. This is the first pick. They. This was the first. He's the first pick of the draft, right? I go to the weight room the next day at the Equinox, right? I got Johnny Muscles coming up to me. I mean, I don't know. Bryce Young, the number one pick, like, all of a sudden, now that's happening. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I wouldn't feel that great if I was Carolina quite yet. Okay. I can't believe this is a number one pick. Let's start there, right at the beginning. Yeah. Bryce Young was your second overall quarterback in the draft. Mm -hmm. I can understand you saying, I wouldn't have taken him over C.J. Stroud. But you can't say, I can't believe anyone took him number one when you had him as the second best quarterback. Like, oh, this? I can't believe this is a number one overall pick. Number two? It makes sense. What? Yeah. How dare? I mean, I, if if you pick him third, yeah, that that's he looks like a third overall pick, not a first overall pick. Mm-hmm. What do we do? No. Bryce, Bryce Young has thrown 12 passes. 12 preseason passes. Officially. And has had absolutely no help from his offensive line, his play caller who keeps saying they're vanilla, and and, and heck, not his pass catchers. We've seen guys stop running routes. <laughs> it's, it's, I forbid anyone. I feel like uh, uh, Mr. Wonderful on on Shark Tank where they're like, I forbid you to put any more money into this business. Mm -hmm. I forbid you from changing your opinion that drastically about Bryce Young already. 
Yesterday, you can see it if you're watching on our WRAL uh, uh, sports fan live stream. There you go. Uh, if not, it's up on our, our social media page. Yesterday, we did our Bryceometer. We have a, a little gauge to show our confidence level in Bryce Young. I was nervous that we moved it a couple degrees to the right based on his preseason. A couple degrees positive. We didn't even leave the, the section. And I was like, you know, am I being too reactionary? It's only a couple preseason games. It's really just the eye test. Am I being too reactionary? Meanwhile, somebody out there who is paid for their football takes, who some may describe as a stooge in this case. Yeah, he is. 100% stooge. Went from he's the second best quarterback in the draft to I'm really concerned about him. If I were a fan, I'd be concerned. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be excited about him because uh, 50 drunks at a bar, my wife and a random guy from the gym are asking me if if he's if he's legit. What? How? Ha. What? First of all, everybody that goes to whatever, what do you say, Equinox, whatever Jimmy goes to? Yeah. Uh, if you go to the Equinox wherever he lives, and I don't know where that is, uh, if you go to that Equinox, guess what? You can impact how national media covers a, a, a number one overall pick from Alabama. If you just go up to him and go, number one pick, really? He's going to go, I better change my opinion. Do you see that? The guy from the gym doesn't, yeah. isn't confident in Bryce Young. He hasn't watched one snap probably. Don't even know his name. I'm gonna call him Johnny Muscles. Is what is yeah. what he said. We all know that guy. <laughs> we all do know a Johnny. Actually, I could I could imagine what when he said Johnny Muscles came up to him. I knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Extra schmedium tank top. Oh yeah. Probably bald head, shaved, a lot of veins up there. Or hair looks way too good in the gym. <laughs> yeah, or a lot of gel. Yeah. And even though he's sweating, it hasn't moved. Uh, <laughs> Wipe down the wipe down the machine, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, Supersets everything. <laughs> he here's the 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 deal, right? Here's what's what's the rule. Give him a chance. Yeah. Give him a chance. That's the rule. And watch the games. Meaning, get the context. Meaning. If there's an incomplete pass, do your best to figure out why there's an incomplete pass. Is it because he was getting drilled in the back because his uh, left tackle uh, was was for some reason pinching down on his blocking assignment rather than blocking the defensive end so the defensive end comes untouched? We've seen that this preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it incomplete pass because he put it on the money, but for some reason the wide receiver stopped running his route and it should have been a 30- or 40-yard completion, but instead it's an incompletion? Because we've seen that this preseason. Is it an incompletion because he had to throw it away because he was on the move because the pocket was collapsing? Because we've seen that this preseason. He's only thrown 12 passes. Is it an incompletion because he put it somewhere high and outside where only his wide receiver could make a play and it was in no danger to the defense and, and his receiver got a hand on it but couldn't quite bring it in? Because we've seen that this preseason. And he's only thrown 12 passes. You know, we have, them. you know what we haven't seen him do? Throw an interception. Haven't seen him throw an interception. Like the other rookie quarterback. Haven't seen him get rattled. Haven't seen him do, do so many things that would be bigger red flags than, hey, 50 drunk guys at a bar are asking questions. Hey, uh, my, my wife or a guy from the gym are asking questions. I refuse to allow that to happen.
And if you do it, I'll call you a stooge. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's been a couple days since we've gotten some updates on uh, Stanford and Cal coming to the, the ACC or not coming to the ACC. Turns out we should have been paying more attention to SMU also. Uh, there is a flurry of insider wars going on right now on, on social media where they're all trying to report the latest faster and in, in, in more complete detail than the others. Uh, Pete Family, ESPN, I'll, I'll start with him. According to his sources, the potential additions of Cal, Stanford, and SMU to the ACC are again under serious consideration. Going as far, Thamel is, is to say a small group of ACC presidents met this morning to discuss financial models that would come with the additions. Now, they canceled the ACC presidents' meeting yesterday. Yeah, I was like, wasn't there already supposed to be a meeting? So this means this small group wanted only this small group to know what they were thinking. Mm. Or at least they wanted to have all their ducks in a row before they they talked to, to everybody else. Big question, who wasn't there? Uh, who wasn't, and, and by default, who was? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to know where the lines are drawn. But here's here's the thing. Not long ago on this very show, on this very program, I implored the ACC to bully Stanford and Cal. Because I, I think Stanford and Cal don't have many other options. I don't think the Big Ten wants them. The Big Ten's already taken what they want from the Pac-12. I don't think the SEC wants them because the SEC is the SEC. Uh, I think it's ACC. And, and by the way, the Big 12 already pillaged the the old Pac-12. And they left Stanford and Cal sitting there. So I don't think there's many options for Stanford and Cal. I think it's ACC and stay in the Power Five. Or it's the Mountain West or whatever the Mountain West Pac-12 merger ends up being, and, and that seems like a wasteland. So if I'm the ACC, what I asked them to do, what I asked the Atlantic Coast Conference to do not long ago was slide your list of demands over there and say, accept this, join the ACC, or good luck in the Pac- or in the, the Mountain West 12, whatever you want to call it. Good luck with your merger with the, the American Right, and and that pretty much is saying you better accept what I'm offering you. Sounds like some of those concessions, some of those demands, are getting close to being met. Continuing, uh, Pete Thamel, uh, the models are expected to include significant financial concessions from the schools that will be added. Going all the way. Here we go. The concessions expected from SMU include a willingness to take no broadcast media revenue for the first seven years they are in the league. That means the media rights money. What? The media rights money that everybody's fighting over, that everybody wants. SMU is saying we don't want any for the next seven years. That's wild. They have some kind of rich booster fund that they are going to supplement their athletic revenue with to not get blown out of the water 
while accepting no media money for seven years. That's bullying working. That's mm. the ACC, like, sending out a ridiculous, like, uh, the, the, the low ball offer, right, when you're buying a house, say the house, just use basic, very even numbers here. Say it's worth $100,000, you're like, I'll give you 12000 Because all they can do is say no, right? The ridiculous low ball. They said, we want you to take no money for seven years. SMU said, we can do that. Really? Stanford and Cal, again, from Pete Thamel. Stanford and Cal would both receive the same share, which will both be reduced, but in different form than SMU's concessions. Let's assume Stanford and Cal said, we'll each take a half share. Right? That's a generic, very, again, just keep the numbers normal. Stanford said, I'm not taking less than them. Cal said, I'm not taking less than them. But we'll both take a half share for, we'll say, the same seven years. That means each of the next seven years, if that's the case, each of the next seven years, the ACC would have at least $72 million in slush fund coming from their, their media contract every year. That's every year. Two full shares. So what could you do with that? Well, you could you could be very, very equal, right? You could just say, we're going to take this 70 mil. We're going to chop it up. Everybody's going to get it five and change, right? Every team that is taking a share is going to get five and change. Or, right, or you could say something like this. We're going to give 20 to whoever wins football, 10 to whoever finishes in second, five to whoever finishes in third, Two and a half to whoever finishes in fourth. And then everybody's going to get two and change. Or then five to whoever wins men's and women's basketball. Like, there's there's other ways mm-hmm. to do it. You could divide the money up so you could look at Florida State and say, if you want more money, go win. You could divide. Uh, I don't know if everyone follows the, the PGA Tour, uh, but they have something called the PIP, a player impact program, which assign, they have a pool of money that gets divided up amongst the players to the 10 most essentially talked about. Who's mentioned the most in a positive light on social media? And they have algorithms and, and, and computers that go in and find all the mentions. Maybe you do something like that. Maybe you give it based on uh, television numbers. How many of your games were rated a certain threshold? And, and for every game that you play in that's rated over a certain uh, you know total number of viewers, boom, you get a couple extra million. You can divide it up however you want, but you can try to make your teams happy. And you, you can do that because when you're looking to expand, you are bullying a little bit. Right? You're not just saying, hey, Stanford Cal, we want you in. We all voted for it. You're, you're saying, hey, Stanford Cal, we want you in, but... You're not going to be an equal. You're going to be a junior partner in this uh, partnership. Right? You're going to be our apprentice for a little bit. Right? You have billions and billions of dollars in endowment. Dip into that for a couple years while we line our own pockets. And then you can look at Florida State, who, right, they want out because of the money. And you can say, we're working with you. We're trying to. Here's our olive branch. Here's some more money. Now can you can you meet us halfway here and not try to uh uproot us from the inside? Right? Not try to, to form a, a coup? Can, can can we restart this relationship on better terms? Nice to meet you on the ACC. 
Maybe. Possibly. Also, uh, Brian Murphy, uh, WRAL investigative sports reporter, uh, who, who's a friend of the show, been on a bunch, um, he's uh, re-reporting, right, because this has been something that's been going on for a while, uh, that Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director of Notre Dame, is very much so lobbying for Stanford and Cal to be granted ACC membership. That comes part from an athletic uh, report, and, and Brian Murphy uh, tweeted it out. Hmm. Hmm. You think maybe Notre Dame is, is in meetings with the ACC power brokers and they're going to Stanford and Cal and saying there's no way they're going to bring you in unless you're willing to take a X percentage share. Go offer the X percentage. I think I can get you in if you take a half share. I think I can take I think I can get you in if, if you're cool about it, right? I can I can't I it's their club, but I think I can get you in. Feels like movements happening. The the more detailed the conversations get, the closer you are. Right? When when there's no chance, it's it's there's no chance. There's no details in that. We didn't get down to what what share would you take, how many years would you take it for, what's the 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 ramping up after the seven years. Like that that you don't even get to if if you're not close. If if you're negotiating uh like a football trade and you're getting down to it, you know, all right, we'll trade our Pro Bowl linebacker for your Pro Bowl tight end, and we'll throw in a first-round pick. You throw in your second from two years from now, and then you're, you're negotiating, like, the conditional sixth that's going to make it work. You're pretty darn close. Like, you're in the details. It's very different than, like, hey, we want your tight end. No, click, right? You didn't get to any details. These conversations are getting more and more and more specific based on reporting done. And uh, I think that means the bullying might be a little bit working. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.